And we have a candidate from um, a county I've known for a long time, since he was born. I hate to say that. It makes me old. Uh, at least we grew up together. Uh, Phil Dacey is the uh, member of... Uh, Phil, what do, you, what do you do right now? County Council at large, I would say. Yeah, I would say that's that. That's what I'm doing. That's yeah, right. County Council at large. And I'm running for re-election. How you uh, doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. I didn't. That was a terrible introduction. Phil Dacey is a sitting member. And, Phil, you're running for re-election, and uh, you're out working hard. Uh, see your, your signs everywhere. Are you um, – uh, tell us – those who don't know Phil Dacey need to know Phil Dacey. Phil, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you seek re-election. Sure. Yeah, sure. So – like you said, I grew up here in Frederick County, and I uh, was born at FMH, and uh, went to school here. I went to TJ High School, graduated, and uh, University of Maryland, and then uh, worked in Annapolis a bit, and went to law school at night while I was working. Graduated from law school, and I uh, started raising my family here in Frederick. Um, decided I wanted to get involved, and uh, started on the Board of Zoning Appeals in Frederick City, and and uh, did a lot of land use cases, got me pretty familiar with things like property rights and making sure, you know, my philosophy on there was always to try and uh, not have an agenda, but try and let people do what they wanted with their own property, find ways to make things happen. Uh, and then I decided to run for alderman, and I got elected in Frederick City uh, on the board of aldermen. Um, and I ran last time for county council at large and uh, was successful fortunate enough to be successful one of the few republicans it was last time it was a, yeah, a bad election for republicans four years ago so well you Hopefully went on from there you went on there to serve you continue to serve and uh, the issues facing uh frederick county of course if you ask me as an, uh, a right-wing no, i wouldn't say right well ultra conservative uh, the cost of living in frederick county is to me is is you know getting to the point where it's almost unaffordable and what does the county council say, or at least what does the county councilman say about that? Yeah, I mean, Frederick is growing. and It's a good problem to have that people want to live here. I mean, it's much better than being, you know, one of those Midwest counties that is losing pe people. Uh, but people have started to recognize uh, what a special place Frederick County is. And, and so that does put pressure on uh, folks that are here because people want to move in. It's a good community. It's got great schools. And, it's safe, and uh, so there's a lot of folks that are interested in moving here, which is a good good thing, um, but it does have the unintended effect of pushing up things like home prices, and one of the things we can do as a county council is to adjust the property tax rate. That's something I've been talking about for 40 years, and I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm talking about it all through the election. Uh, I live in Frederick City, and I pay... Frederick City property taxes, Frederick County property taxes, state of Maryland property taxes, and guess what? None of them are going down. Absolutely. Well, Councilman Dacey, uh, thanks for joining us uh, again this afternoon. It's Frank. Um, sure. Tell us, because, I mean, the headline on uh, on your website is Lower Taxes, Better Roads, and, and keeping the uh, conversation with the economy. Uh, lower taxes, I guess, what have you been able to accomplish in the last council or not, and why? What have you been disappointed in the last council, and what kind of progress do you think you can make to achieve your goal with the next council? Sure. Yeah, so I think one of the things that has 
been, I think, surprising to me is the fact that the growth and just the growth in the county budget. And so something that I view as the council's responsibility is to kind of push back against the county executive, uh, just the, the role on county executive who's proposing uh, spending. The county council is supposed to be taking a, a good hard look at that spending and uh, and try and make sure all that spending is necessary. Over the past four years, we've run, we've been fortunate enough, good economic times to run surpluses. But one of the things we haven't done is is give that surplus money back, any of that surplus money back in a general kind of tax cut. I haven't received any tax cut. People in my neighborhood haven't received any tax cut. Right. From uh, from the county over the past four years, despite the fact that we've had record surpluses, and the budget grew, believe it or not, from six hundred million of around six hundred million. My first budget uh, four years ago to now, it's over eight hundred million, and we're at the point in Frederick where we had a seventy million dollar surplus last year, and on top of that, you know, the federal government is just printing money right now in a way I've never seen. You know, they're giving money out of these COVID relief funds over the past two years. So we had a $70 million surplus, so we had to figure out how to spend that. And on top of that, the federal government came in with $50 million additional. And basically they said, you guys can spend this on pretty much whatever you want. And so the county executive even had to go out and say, all right, we got $50 million from the federal government. How should we spend it? We, have, we don't have any way of spending it. we got to figure out ideas. And so they found ways of spending that $50 million. But one of the things I think that we should be doing is is uh, reducing the growth in county government to a more reasonable level. I mean, we grew at 10.2% last year. I don't think that's sustainable. I really think that we need to pare that back. And, uh, and we can pare it back, I think, with a new administration um, and not hiring so many folks. We hired 163 new people last year. And so uh, I think, you know, we need to invest in – those core functions of government, schools and roads and public safety, those are things that we really need to invest in. And uh, and outside of that, I think we need to take a hard look at, at the spending. Okay, want to put you on hold for a few seconds that we take a, a break and coming right back to Phil Dacey, who is a currently who is currently a a uh, council member at large and is seeking re-election. We're coming right one of our uh, last profiles here. That's right. And Councilman Daisy, thanks again for uh, joining us. The other, the other point that uh, you, you make on your website, I guess that you feel is the other big important issue, is better roads. Let me ask you because people get confused about which roads the state has jurisdiction on compared to counties and and municipalities. Uh, what do you feel as a councilman you can do to improve the road situation? And a two-part question, uh, do you agree with the priorities which seem right now to be Route 85 and widening of Route 15? Yeah, actually, I think uh, people do get confused about the roads. But you know what? It's really not just one group. The county, uh, the county council does have input with the state, and we put together uh, our transportation priorities every year with the delegation, and and we present that to the Department of Transportation, which actually my full-time employer. You know, <laughs> we only do the county council in our spare time. It's a part-time thing, so uh, I work for the Department of Transportation in Maryland full-time. But uh, we presented those uh, priorities, and I'm happy to say, for the first time, Route 15 has. Uh, funding included for construction, for widening of Route 15 in our uh, state's consolidated transportation plan, meaning within the next five years, we should start construction on 
uh, Route 15 expansion, and that's only about 15 years overdue. But I do think it's important, it's super important for the next council to be supportive of this project because if the next council, uh, for example, you know, decides that widening roads is uh, too perilous for the climate, you know, if we're, you know, climate change is more important and we shouldn't expand more roads because that might mean people could drive more efficiently, then, uh, you know, the state will be happy to take that couple hundred million out of the budget and give it to another jurisdiction. So, we really do need to ensure that the county council we have and the county executive uh, the next time over the next administration are supportive of expanding Route 15 and expanding 270. So those are two key pieces to go hand in hand. I think, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what time of day. Route 15 is the only state in the road that has a failing grade for traffic flow in both the a.m. and the p.m., for both the north and south direction so it doesn't matter really when you're driving it and, you know i drive it on the weekends a lot and it looks like rush hour to me i don't understand how it got so congested but Route 15 is well overdue for a uh, expansion and i think there's a hard time finding a good time to ride on route 15 anymore or 270 for that matter so uh, both of them need to be expanded um, I think, you know, we, we can certainly look at different transit options as well, but transit as it's constituted right now doesn't take enough roads off the, enough cars off the road to really um, impact congestion. But, uh, you know, those, those are going to be super important projects for the next county council and the county executive to stay on top of. Phil, what are you finding that people are talking about the most uh, in this time we have left? What, what are you hearing from your constituents, which is the entire population of Frederick County. What, what are they telling you? Yeah, so uh, we just got done the Sugarloaf uh, debate, as I know you were talking about earlier in the week, and um, I think that was a missed opportunity for the county, really, uh, to talk about preservation. Yeah. I think the county kind of overplayed its hand and, and tried to do some things for preservation that um, everyone ag- agrees that that area shouldn't be developed, that the southern, western part southwestern part of frederick county should stay agricultural and look it is all agricultural right now and it should stay that way and there's nobody really saying that it shouldn't um stay agricultural but the county kind of tried to put on uh, what would be the equivalent of a homeowners association on a lot of those people's properties and taking away their rights to do some of the things they want to do with their own land which which didn't include development and and since uh uh uh, mr dacey that has been a hot topic in the last couple weeks can you tell us briefly if this is a bit of a kicking the can down to the next uh, county council. What what do you foresee happening? Uh, do you see that being resolved in any way in the near future? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it were able to be resolved in the near future. I do think a new county council and a new county executive may be taking a new crack at it and trying to um, work with places like uh, Stronghold, which owns Sugarloaf Mountain, to make sure that uh, if there are going to be changes to their zoning, that it's something that they feel included in. I think they felt like I completely understand how they felt, which was, hey, we didn't ask for this rezoning. We didn't want it. The county's coming in and imposing this on us. They told us this is the plan. This is what you're going to do. It's not going to affect you or it's only going to affect you minimally. And uh, Stronghold disagreed with that, and they didn't feel as as if they were part of the process. And so I think a new county council, a new county executive could certainly um, – start over and work with the uh, the landowners down there to make sure that it is preserved in a way that doesn't affect people's property rights and 
like I said, it's not it's not a Monrovia situation. This is what I kept saying from the dais when I was uh, talking with those groups. Is it's not a Monrovia situation where you got one one person that wants to build a big development on a farm, and it's either going to be a farm or development. Here is a situation where nobody was proposing to build anything. There's nothing that's being proposed to being built, and uh, it was just a, a matter of how to best preserve the land, uh, or at least you know the vast vast majority of that land. Nothing is going to be developed on right so, so and, think, and, uh, you know go ahead go ahead no i i know you're running up on it but yeah. the, the time but uh i think it was, the next council will have an opportunity to work with those landowners and come out with a solution that does preserve almost all of that land okay so in in this upcoming election uh you are going to be on everybody's ballot in frederick county as you're an at-large candidate for county council now there are two out of four to vote for is that how it works there's four candidates running for two spots at large, so you get two votes. So I always get to say, uh, even if I'm only your second choice, I'm okay with that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And how does one reach you, uh, all, uh, all, uh, Councilman Dacey, how does one uh, get a hold of you or your campaign? Find out more. You'll find out more. Well, you can contact me through my website, my email, pdacey at gmail.com. I also have a county council email that you can email me on, so uh, right through the county council website. All right. We thank you, Phil Dacey, candidate for Councilman at Large, and uh, we look forward to... uh